Uh, hello and welcome to the Daily Bible Reading Show. Uh, I am looking at uh, Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, uh, which begins like this. Oh, foolish Galatians! <laughs> you idiots. So very, very, st <laughs> very strong way to begin the chapter. Who has bewitched you? Um, and he says, it was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. You saw Jesus on the cross with your own eyeballs. And, and you know, I think it's kind of interesting because these guys are second generation Christians, right? They weren't at Jerusalem. So how could they have seen Jesus with their own eyes? But I think the point is, and this speaks again to their foolishness, to how they've done something that's not very wise, is that they've seen in the gospel the centrality of the cross. So the reason why you can say you've seen it with your own eyes is because when Paul preaches, right, you can see it's always about Christ, Christ, Christ crucified. There's a power in his illustration. There's a kind of gospel-centeredness to all their worship songs, everything they do in church, right, is all centered along the cross such that it's almost as if you're there. You can almost see Jesus, you know, in the text, you know, in the worship, in the experience of this church. But they moved away from it. That's why he says, you guys are foolish. <laughs> you guys are idiots. And so what's caused them to move away from this centrality of the cross? Verse 2, let me ask you only this. So just one important question. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? So it gives them a choice. You know, did you receive this gift of God's Holy Spirit living in us, you know, in you even right now if you're a Christian? Did this happen because you did something or you heard the gospel? And the answer is, Hearing the gospel, right? You know, it's nothing that we could have done. It's everything that Jesus has done on the cross. So we hear this by faith. We trust in him. But then verse 3, are you so foolish? <laughs> that means actually, actually, well, they chose the wrong answer. They actually somehow think that they have this spirit, this forgiveness, this new life because they've done something to earn it. Mm. Verse 3, having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? That means they actually did start out the right way. They began with the Spirit, but now they're trying to perfect themselves. Or I think, let me look at the footnotes. Huh? They're trying to end. They're trying to end with the flesh. That means they're trying to move away from the gospel. So they're trying to use their efforts, use their flesh, or their sweat. <laughs> you think of someone going to the gym and lifting weights, and then he said, ah, oh, because of my effort today, I feel more Christian. And I think that speaks to our own experience, right? I think sometimes we can feel really, really good about the things that we've done in church as Christians and think that therefore we're more accepted, more loved by God. And so even though we know that we began with the gospel alone, it's easy to kind of like drift away from that. Yeah. Uh, verse 4, did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? And again, another footnote under suffer says, did you experience, did you experience many things 
in vain. So it's kind of interesting because Paul is appealing to their experience, experience in suffering. I think that's why he uses the word suffer. But nonetheless, that's something that you've been through in your personal walk as a church, as an individual Christian, that authenticates that the gospel is really working in your life. And that's kind of convicting because, uh, again, he talks about receiving the spirit and he talks about this kind of like spiritual life that we have as Christians that shows that we really believe the gospel. And, and I guess the reason why this is interesting is because it isn't just, oh, I read the gospel, I know it's correct, oh, therefore I believe in it. But somehow the spirit does something inside your experience to help you to see the fullness and the truthfulness of the gospel. So verse five, does he who supplies the spirit to you and work miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Very interesting. Let me show you, actually it does say this. So supplies the spirit, but also works miracles, works miracles. So this giving of the spirit, he mentions the spirit again and again and again, it's not just an internal thing. Oh, I know that I'm a Christian and I've been converted and I trust in the gospel, but actually they're miracles. You know, it's manifestations of this, of the spirit and the life of the church that again authenticates, hey, God really is working among us. We really have uh, the true gospel. This really is a cross-centered, Jesus-centered church these miracles. <laughs> and that's kind of convicting because um, here are people who are foolish because they've elevated the law above the gospel. And you know, as a good evangelical conservative Christian, I would want to say that it's between the law and the gospel. But the way that Paul puts the, the choices before you is between the law and the spirit. Yeah, he equates the gospel with the spirit. He equates the gospel with the experience of the gospel. And that's very, very convicting because I want him to say, I want to equate um, the law with the right study of the gospel. I want to equate the law with uh, the preaching of the gospel that is more orthodox or has more Greek <laughs> or, or better preaching behind it. But no, 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 Paul is saying, you know, your experience of having received the spirit your experience of seeing some of these manifestations of the Spirit should be convicting you that you should be trusting in the Gospel alone. So, what does this uh, speak to me? I think uh, it's a convicting lesson for me that sometimes, sometimes in my zealousness to elevate the Bible as the supreme authority, I still think it is, sometimes it's possible for me to denigrate the Spirit to even dismiss those who put an emphasis on the experience of the Spirit. And actually, um, what Paul is saying, actually this experiences, this gift, uh, this life by the Spirit helps us. It doesn't distract us, it actually helps us to see how the gospel is centered. And actually the danger is if we tend to deny the Spirit, that's when we move away from the gospel. When we deny these experiences in the life of the church, that's when, even though we might be zealous in preaching the law and the gospel alone, that's when we actually might be drifting away from the centrality of the cross. 
Quite interesting, right? Quite interesting. It's a very helpful corrective and balance that God and His wisdom gives us, you know, the spirit, the experience, and I think together as a church as well. Yeah. We're meant to see how there's a kind of fullness in the experience of the church that isn't just in my own life, but actually in the shared experience of the church as a whole. Um, yeah, let me pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for this. Um, I think for myself, it's, it's partly a rebuke to see that actually um, I need brothers and sisters to remind me of this shared experience in the spirit and that actually it's helpful it's meant to help me to turn back to the cross and to see the centrality of the gospel. I thank you for this reminder. Thank you for Galatians 3, and I pray that um, this will bear fruit in my life and also in the lives of whoever is listening. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>